So our special guests today are Lilith and Hearn. They have called Horotica magazine. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hiya. So can you tell us a little bit about the magazine? Yeah, basically, um, we wanted to do a magazine for people who kind of liked this sort of stuff because uh, there isn't anything really out there uh, in this genre. Um, so we wanted to give authors a platform to be able to write without yeah. having to worry about what friends or family thought, anything like that. And people who wanted to read it, you know, sort of like a nice a nice way of being able to do it. To be honest, it was Lilith's idea because Lilith writes in this genre. Um, and, you know, kind of we haven't been able to find anything um, that that fits into the genre that's easy to digest. So Lilith decided that a magazine was the way to go. So that's what we're doing. Brilliant. So explain to the listeners what horror. I can't. I still can't see it. Erotica. It's a mix of horror and erotica. So it's erotica, um, and it is. That is what it is. It's it's that mix of. It's not just erotic stories that include sex. Um, it's also got the horror element, um, and it can vary. You know, it can be as tame or as kind of outrageous as you like. I mean, we've had um, submissions that are like more like splatterpunk, so it's quite graphic and gory, but at the same time, you've still got that erotic element intertwined. And and it's quite hard to write, I think. It's um, definitely, it's how you you use language when you're writing it. So it isn't just about, it's definitely not about shock value. It's somehow making that gore and horror erotic and sexy. You know, if like, I guess yeah. like um, vampires is one, I guess that you would say would be your traditional erotic horror, um, but it's taking it to the next level um, and just adding a bit more, yeah depravity yeah absolutely yeah. It's, it's it's about being as free as you want to be um we've we've got stories in in this magazine that are quite sensuous but you know at the same time they have an undercurrent to them yeah. and that that's kind of what we were looking for we were looking for that edge mm. so it's a bit different to yeah. the norm that you would expect yeah this is your first one isn't it yeah and that's that right yeah yeah. yeah. So how's it going for like your first one? Um it's a learning it's, curve. It is a learning curve. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole it's yeah, a whole new thing for us and doing a magazine. Um but it's really good fun. We've been really enjoying it. It's lovely to see different authors and their yeah. take on this genre. Um and just yeah, just getting to know I was just about to say exactly the same thing. I mean, one of the things that we notice is at the moment, there seems to be like a flood of anthologies on the market. Um, Every time you open Instagram or whatever, there's a new, you know, submissions call for, for stories, for anthologies. And you see the same names in pretty much all of them. Um, 
and we wanted to to do something where we were picking stories based on quality rather than who wrote them. So we kind of didn't even really look at names when we were reading reading through yeah. and we picked the stories that um that spoke to us and that's been part of the learning curve because neither you know Lilith or I is good at saying no <laughs> um so actually going through the submissions and picking what we wanted mm. um was difficult because you know you're kind of always looking for the good in everything yeah um so we were reading stuff with quite a sympathetic eye and it's not until you read two stories back to back that you realize that there can be quite a huge quality jump yeah and it's hard yeah. when you, you have people you know submit mm-hmm. to you um and you know going well you know what this story doesn't really fit what we're looking mm. for and you think we're going to have to tell them no for this issue but yeah. i also tried to explain why and and say you know if you want to submit next time this is why you weren't submitted um accepted to this anthology this time but um yes yeah, yes. yeah. so so sorry don't Internet worry <laughs> power court and I was like sat in darkness going no <laughs> god sakes always happens at the worst time always okay. where were we I can't remember no idea <laughs> <laughs> okay so um I think you were sort of like explaining um what a heretical was ah, I said it yeah you said it I did <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. We'll go on to the next question. So how do you create content for each issue? Relying on on people submitting to us. Um we're putting out submission calls before the issues go go live, obviously, and seeing what comes in and picking the best stuff out of there. Yeah, just like you would, I guess, if you were doing a submission call for an anthology. It's the same yeah. kind of process. I mean, we have things that we are going to incorporate into the issue ourselves, um, just extra. Um, I've forgotten the word. Yeah, I mean, there's... articles yeah. is the word I was looking for. And just little extra bits from both of us. But it's mainly all about the authors and their stories. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's the submission guidelines for you? Oh. <laughs> the catch again this was part of the learning process when we first put it out we had relatively loose guidelines and were finding that we were getting stuff that just wasn't meeting what we wanted so they got tightened up as we went um yeah. for this issue we had kind of <laughs> We accepted what we termed flash fiction, uh, which is relatively short. Um, and we're thinking going forward that we might not incorporate that. Uh, it might well be that we just do short stories as opposed to flash fiction and poetry. Because in this issue, we've we've actually got three poems in there as well. Um, yeah. And both of us like that. Uh, but... <laughs> putting the magazine together at the moment. We're not sure that it's something that we'll do going forward. Uh, it seems to flow better with the stories. Yeah. Um, so I mean, the submission guidelines, uh, Lilith's done a really nice um, page on her website 
that uh, kind of really explains exactly what erotica is and how to write it. Because we were finding we were getting a lot of stories that fell into either horror or erotica, but struggled to cross the line between the two. Um, Lilith wrote a really nice piece that's on her website um, that explains exactly what we're looking for in the story. And we think that the stories that we've picked out for this issue all all fit that really well. Because mm. it's mm-hmm. like if you, I kind of tried to explain that if you can remove the horror from the story and ha- still keep the sex parts in it, and it still makes sense, then it's not erotica. And vice versa, if you can remove the erotic parts of the story and keep the horror in, it still makes sense. It's not erotica. You need both. You can't have one without the other. Um, yeah. They both work together. Um, and it's not always easy to do. No, to, it's not. To keep that balance, it's quite difficult. A lot of people write horror and throw in a sex scene because, hey, why not? Let's chuck in a sex yeah. scene in a horror story because it's what people want. That's not erotica. And a lot of people write erotica and throw something in for shock value. Yeah. And that's not erotica either. Yeah. So what's been the process of um, deciding on your cover art? we're incredibly lucky that Lilith is an insanely talented artist Um, so Lilith is doing all of the cover art oh insanely talented I don't know if I'd say that seriously (laughs) insanely talented we were sat one night watching crappy YouTube um, (laughs) and Lilith picked up her iPad and just started doodling on it and that's evolved into the cover art for this issue that's kind um, of how I go. I'm like that as a writer. I'm a bit of a pantser. Like, I don't plan. Yeah. I can't just sit down and kind of organise myself. I just tend to just go, right, I've got an idea, so let's just jot mm. this down. So if I was writing, I would just write down all my ideas without having a plan. Um, I'm the same yeah. when I draw. I would just sit down with my iPad and I just kind of did it. For this one, I just did like a splodge on a page. Yeah. And I thought, what can I turn this into that is erotic, um, that will fit the cover of the magazine? And it just went from there. And that's just how I I draw and how I write. Yeah. It just it's kind of a natural process. And I think if I ever plan anything, then it just all goes to hell, really. It's just <laughs> serious. It's awful. <laughs> I cannot plan. That's always my downfall. So I just have to go with the fact that even though it does drive me mad, which seems weird, but it does, because in my day-to-day life, I like to have a plan. I make lists for everything. Yeah. But when it comes yeah. to writing or doing art, that doesn't work for me. I feel like it's a constraint. Mm-hmm. So I just like to go, right, we're just gonna I'm gonna sit down, watch some TV, and let's just see what happens with this doodle that I've just done. And then it just kind of happens. And I'm actually quite well, yeah, I am proud of the cover. Oh my god! It's Even though amazing. I'm so judgmental of my own work, I yeah. really am quite proud of how it's come out, and I hope everyone likes it. I think this is one of the the difficult things is trying to convince Lilith when something's done. You know, <laughs> yeah. when, <laughs> to stop, <laughs> stop fiddling with it. Yeah, I'm terrible for that. 
there's a tweak here a tweak there yeah. and it'll be last minute yeah absolutely yeah to revise the cover quick we've got 10 minutes let's do it and it's one of the things that we are really proud of in in this magazine is it's we we haven't used you know just like a stock image for the cover or whatever it is something that that Lilith has created from scratch and it's absolutely stunning. Oh, fantastic. Can't wait to see it. Oh, she's honest. She's just, nobody should be as talented as Lilith. It's, it's honestly, it's obscene. If you can write, you shouldn't be a late, you shouldn't be able to draw like that or vice versa. Lilith's the whole package. She can do it all. And she's just, she's doing all the work on this, you know, editing, putting it together, keeping in touch with um, with the authors and keeping them up to speed on everything, promo, graphics, the whole lot. Lilith is doing absolutely everything. Yeah, and after Halloween, I'll be sleeping for a month. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's hibernation. It's her baby, and and really, I shouldn't even be on here. It's, it's you know, I'm all I'm doing is, like, supporting her in it and helping her. That's in, not true. Yeah, it's that always. That true. In little bits. This, this is all Lilith and you know I'm so so proud of her she's she's just flying free and doing what she loves doing Aww. she should always have done it's it's just beautiful Aww. to see I absolutely love it that's so sweet he's sweet isn't he he's <laughs> very sweet and he's better at talking than I am yeah I'm, okay. I'm really not no you are I'm really not very good at it it's like <laughs> I think it's that I don't know if it's that thing of being creative, you know? It's yeah, kind of yeah. yeah. What I, she's trying to say is I haven't got a creative bone in my body, so I can talk. That isn't, <laughs> that isn't true at all. It's not true at all. But you know, I just that is just who I am. You know, I do I'm quite happy to just lock myself away for like hours, days, months. I mean this afternoon we've been doing layouts. Um and it's just a joy to watch, you know. You kind of see somebody working differently to how you would. I'd have done things one way, and Lilith does it a different way. And ultimately, the way that she's done it looks absolutely amazing. And yeah. it, it's, it's just an absolute joy to watch. So what's Aww. been your biggest challenges that you faced? <laughs> Timeline. <laughs> Deadline. We didn't Deadline. give ourselves anywhere near enough time. For this one, it's kind of been become quite pressured now. Um, realistically, we we had an idea in our head that we wanted to release on Halloween. Um, so us being us, without thinking things through too much, we just said, "Oh fuck it, we're going to release on Halloween." <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, it's kind of suddenly you realise that three weeks is is kind of a tight deadline. <laughs> It is, but then I have this for my. I work much better under pressure. I can be a bit lazy sometimes and go, I've got a month to do this. It's fine. And then the last minute you go, Oh my God, it's like I've got a couple of days. And but I actually find that in anything I do, I always seem to work better under pressure. And I know, you know, it's going to all be done Mm -hmm. and I'll stress about it for a few days. But that's when I think I work at my best. Absolutely. And yeah. I hate that so much because <laughs> I hate being under pressure. <laughs> but it's, yeah, and it is, it's always been the same with anything I've ever done. 
that's when it happened. The magic happens when I'm under pressure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's fine though. It's all all been going. Oh yeah, yeah. Into well, place today, and there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I mean, it might be a train coming, but whatever. It's a light. <laughs> <laughs> so is it going to be? Is it going to be print or is it no, going to be digital? Right now, digital. it's going to be digital because um, honestly, print magazines kind of it it's such a difficult space to to get traction um the internet is kind it's sad but the internet has kind of killed print magazines um so that's something that what we're actually planning at the moment is we're planning like quarterly issues uh with a couple of specials we're, we're looking at doing a christmas special and maybe a valentine's special um mm. and then when we've got like a year under our belt for for main issues, we'll look at really, uh, you know, um, what's the word like consolidating? I guess I don't know. All yeah, this anthology, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, an actual print anthology and book format of all the stories that we've we've got in all the issues. So then yeah. it will print format for people to buy. Yeah. With you know, with all the cover art and everything from each issue in there as well, like almost like a coffee table book. Yeah, I guess. yeah, yeah. Fantastic. That is the plan. Yeah, that's the plan. I mean, <laughs> things might change. I mean, Anything a lot's going to depend on you know, kind of. We won't know until we see what sort of audience we've got. Whether yeah. it's going to be worth doing a print version of the magazine, we'd like to because you know yeah. it's, it's nice to have something physical in your hand. Yeah. But, um, it's also new, and it's just knowing, uh, you know, how how it's going to be received. I, I also I have a friend who publishes uh, who publishes a magazine, and they've had so they do print and digital, and they've had so much trouble finding reliable printers for a reasonable price. It can get out of hand really, really quick. Mm. So, yeah. and again, one of the things that was really important to us this time was we don't want to take advantage of any authors mm. we believe that um writing is a job uh it's it's hard work it doesn't come easy and people should be compensated for it so we didn't want to do you know kind of send us your story for absolutely nothing and all you'll get is like a contribute a copy or whatever we wanted to pay people for their work yeah so yeah. We're paying each and every author that's that's in here out of our own pocket, you know, before we've made any money at all, um, because we think that that's the right thing to do. Um, so we didn't really want to commit to doing a print issue, which can, you know, and, and commit to hundreds of quid that, you know, we might never make back. Mm, yeah. Fantastic. So how are you handling diversity and representation in your content? That's one of the things that Lily's going to be much more qualified than I am to speak on, but it was something that was insanely important to us. So I'll let Lily take this one. (laughs) (laughs) We had it. We, yeah, it was open to everyone. Um, And we do have authors that uh, we have trans authors. Yeah. Um, we had do have a mix, and we just kind of. I want 
it's that it's that difficult thing we you kind of go you don't really want to label anything because I always hate that I'm not a fan of labels um but you also want to make it known because we do live in that time where you you kind of have to in a way to let people know that they you know will be accepted um I am a mother of trans kids um so I kind of I know how it how that all works and you know, they've given me input themselves into all this because it's, you know, it's still, it's a learning curve for me. Um, But we wanted to make sure that this um, publication was inclusive of everyone. Whoever wants to submit to us is, yeah, welcome. And we want that in the magazine because queer fiction is very different from straight fiction um it's got a very different vibe and it's not something I feel that I'm qualified to write myself I love reading it but it's written in a very different way and I don't have the same experiences that say my son who is transgender has so I couldn't possibly write from their point of view or their perspective yeah um so it is nice to read stories that are written from that perspective um um so yeah we are kind of it was important to both of us that we didn't (laughs) we didn't want to say we are looking for x y and z yeah you know we didn't want to say we are looking specifically for work from female authors or people of color or queer or whatever we wanted to say this is called Heroica. We're a family. Yeah. You know, we don't, we will take everything and we'll look at it on an equal footing. Mm. You know, every we can hand on heart say every single story and feature that we've got in this magazine was chosen because it spoke to us. Yeah. It's quality, um, irrespective of who wrote it. Uh, and, you know, it's turned out that that we have a really nice mix. Yeah, we we, we have stories from females. We have stories from trans. Yeah. We have stories from straight, male, um, you know, people of colour. We, yeah. We've got we've got the whole gamut, and it wasn't done based on well, oh my god, we need a, we need a queer story in there because honestly, I'm not personally a fan of positive discrimination to me discrimination is discrimination um we want things based on how the story Mm. holds up as opposed to well we have to shoehorn in a story from a queer writer because otherwise we're going to get accused of not being fucked that that's not how we roll yeah you know we're putting things in there we'd quite happily put out an issue that was a hundred percent queer if that's if they were the best stories that we got, yeah, you know we're we're not discriminate. We're not looking at it from from that standpoint at all. So I guess in a way, a lot of people wouldn't like it. But I guess we're not really handling, you know, diversity at all. We're just saying send us your stories yeah. and we'll pick the best. It's a hard thing. It's really Absolutely. difficult to know what to do for the best yeah. or what's the right thing to do. You know. <clears throat> Yeah, it's, it's very tricky. Yeah, um, it is. I think all you can do is just, you know, do your best and just let people know that yeah. we are an inclusive publication. Absolutely. And everyone yeah. is welcome to submit to us. Yeah. 
And Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. So what's your take on the balance between the gore and the erotica? Is it sort of like, do you have any limits that you would go to? or <laughs> We have subjects that yes. neither of us are fans of. Um, if for if somebody's writing a story that includes rape, if the main focus of the story is that and it's there for shock value, it's not getting in our magazine. No. Because it's not something that either of us feel should be exploited and taken lightly. And there are other yeah. subjects as well. Um, if it's in there and it serves the story and it's there for a reason then we kind of read the story as a whole. And yeah, you have to, don't you? It's, yeah, it's a it's... difficult one because you go, oh, we're not, we won't accept anything that's non-consensual. Yeah, but... And then you have stories that are, but then they flip the switch a bit yeah. and it becomes something else. And you go, well, in that context, it's different. But if you're just yeah. exploiting it for the shock value, exactly then right. absolutely not. Yeah. So I mean, we do have that as guidelines. Yeah, I mean, we again, it's it's all kind of it is really really difficult in this genre because you you tread such a fine line. Um, I guess a lot of it mm. is kind of taste. It's it's yeah. you know if if something is there purely and simply for shock value, we're probably not going to include it, and we certainly won't include anything that includes hate speech or homophobia no. or transphobia or racism or any of the yeah. isms. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not, they don't even get a foot in the door. You know, we're not interested. Yeah. Um, we had a submission this time that we both read and it wasn't the author's intent at all, but it made both of us uncomfortable um, and it didn't get in. Yeah, it was a well-written story. Um, but yeah, it was, but it it did. It came. It was trans. It, it came, came across, across as transphobic, transphobic, and it wasn't. It wasn't. It the wasn't intention. the intent in the slightest, yeah. and it was really, really well written. But it was written by a straight guy writing from a trans point of view, and it came across as yeah. transphobic. It's so really it's, we yeah. turned it down. Yeah. You know, it's it's not an easy thing. But no. um, you know, it's 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 difficult to to walk that line between mm. something that's too extreme and and not. I guess we do it. You know, if we read a story and it it makes both of us uncomfortable to include it, then we're not going to include it. I mean, horror in itself is it, the point of horror is to elicit fear and make you feel uncomfortable. Um, there's a difference. Though, there there's, is, yeah. There's, there's a difference between being uncomfortable because something is, ooh, and uncomfortable because something is, you've got to be fucking kidding. Yeah. Yeah. All about That's how right. you write it and who writes it. And, yeah. I mean, yeah, we've had all this, the conversation about having knowledge about something before you write it and yeah, knowing. yeah. yeah. And yeah. maybe even running it past, you know, like I the the story that was sent to us, I did run past my my son, his transgender, and I just wanted to make sure I wasn't being, you know, that protective yeah. mum and yeah, being a little yeah, yeah. bit yeah. weird yeah. about it because I immediately get on the defensive. So I was like, can you just, you know, and yeah, they said to me that 
they didn't believe the author was being mm-hmm. transphobic, but but they didn't know what they were talking about, so that's yeah, yeah, how it yeah. came across. Yeah. So you have to be really careful, I think, when you write, when you're not part of any, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Part yeah, of, yeah, part of that, part of a culture. I mean, how yeah, can it's, how can you write? I mean, you might have a vague understanding, even a really well educated person. I mean, like Lily says, she she has kids that are that are trans, so she's lived a fair part of her life with on a day to day basis with trans yeah. people that are really close, and she still would never say, "I understand what it's like no. to be trans." Because how can you, mm. you know, how can you, how can you, unless you, you've experienced that yourself, then you can't have an understanding of it. And it's it's not something that you're qualified to, to write about. It does come across, come across as exploitative. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's hard. Yeah. It's, it's really, I mean, one of the it hardest is. things for both of us and, and kind of one of the saddest things, if I'm being honest, is seeing how little understanding people have of even basic female anatomy <laughs> it's, it's, funny it's, then, right? it's not funny it's scary <laughs> as shit honestly when, when you know i mean you would think that if you're going to write in this genre um you would at least have a vague understanding but apparently not mm. um which kind of makes both of us sad because you kind of feel for these people's partners <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, but it's one of the things I know. It's, it's kind of funny to talk about, but it's really not. It's 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 worrying that guys specifically don't take the time to learn. Yeah, um, it's like it takes you right out of it a bit when you read something, and then all of a sudden they exactly. say something so yeah, yeah, wrong yeah. and random. Exactly and right, you know, and you're sitting there going, "That's not how it works." <laughs> Do you want to give us an example? <laughs> <laughs> An example? Oh my god! Honestly, mm. I don't know how explicit your your podcast gets. If I'm honest, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> we had we had somebody writing that they inserted a finger into a clitoris, which okay, yeah, it's yeah, like, exactly. How did you do that? Yeah, wow. Yeah, we also had a lot of people who make certain sex acts an awful lot easier than they are in real life. Yeah. And it's just, it takes you out of it a bit. I mean, you need some realism in this. I know... I mean, honestly, nobody's fitting fist anywhere without Luke. <laughs> but apparently in some of these stories, they are. But, you know, yeah, it's that thing. I know what you write. A lot of the time these stories are fantastical and they're paranormal. And yeah, you, know, you have to things suspend have to, your disbelief. But things but there's, have to have continuity. Yes, there grow. is a point. I think when it comes to... Honestly, if you've just, just described, like, a monster dick... <laughs> oh, my God, we're going down this Yeah, road. we're going down this <laughs> But if you've just described, you know, a monster's dick as being larger than any human dick, The size of an arm. The size of an arm. And um, you have uh, the female protagonist who you've made out, made sure we know is quite inexperienced. Mm. 
it's not going to be an easy not thing. Not an easy thing, no. Um, you expect a little bit of realism there. Otherwise, you get yeah. taken out of it and you go, hang on, how's that even going to work? Exactly right. Yeah, I mean, both of us, you no. know, have read submissions and not just submission, books that have actually been published um, where you read stuff like that and it's, oh, come on, really? You've just completely and totally taken me out of this story because it's we get that. It's not a real thing because obviously you're talking about monsters, but you have to have a little bit. It has bit to be of... something that connects you to the real world to make you want to keep yeah. reading, make you feel like you're part of the story. I mean, when you're reading something that's supposed to be turning you on and you're sitting there going, well, how the hell did they do that? <laughs> you, you just how told that work? How did that work? Exactly. You just told me that you know some that somebody threw somebody onto a bed to ravage them, and then two seconds later they're in the middle of a room dancing or standing up or whatever. It's not happening. It's not working. Stop it. It no, it's not. <laughs> it's and I think this is obvious. This kind of cycles back to one of the reasons that we're doing this is because. Honestly, this this genre is seen as throwaway and trashy. Mm. It's it's yeah. quite seen as well. We can just write any old crap yeah. as long as we put in hot sex and mm. then link it with really bad story. Then we'll get away with it because people people are reading it as being the literary equivalent of a porn video, and that's not how we see it. No. Um, so that's one of the reasons we wanted to do this to actually give a voice to people who can actually write this stuff. Mm. There is a place for it yeah. being seen as just yeah, you know, you know, smut exactly, and, exactly right. You know? We, you know, we want to do like something for people to be proud to read as opposed to having to hide it or or whatever. That bothers both of us. Is is when people, you know, we we have we've had people who are just kind of ashamed to say that they like a post. Lily's done posts before publishing some of her short stories on Instagram and yeah. had private messages from people saying, oh, my God, I really loved that. But they won't like Not it publicly, publicly or comment no. on it because they're worried that people are going to see that they're liking it. Mm. And that bothers yeah. both of us. yeah. I kind of feel like yeah. you should be ashamed. You need to own it. 100%. You know, like, why wrong. should we be ashamed of it? Exactly like, right. I mean, what the hell's wrong with enjoying sex? No, yeah, no. Well, no. I, I think that's the thing, though, isn't it? Online, when people actually like something, they're worried about the obviously the yeah. keyboard yeah. warriors that are going to follow them and sort of like take them down, kind of thing, aren't they? This it's very yeah. much a cancel. Um, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. And people What's get the, I can't so, remember the word. Yeah, people get so stressed about following numbers mm. and where, and it means shit. It doesn't mean a thing. You can have ten thousand mm. people following you, but if only five of them are interacting with you, then it what's the point? Matter. Yeah, most of them are bots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you get you do. I must admit, I guess with what i i post on instagram you are gonna get some really weird followers you yeah do. Kind of. and it's kind of and you just kind of go okay fine why well, block those <laughs> yeah weird yeah um but a lot of the time actually i've had i've met a whole new range of authors through because i it's ridiculous i've got like four instagram accounts now and it's like yeah. <laughs> um i've met a whole new range of authors 
who are into, you know, the erotic horror or even just like the splatterpunk and body horror and that kind of stuff. And that's kind of opened my eyes a lot mm-hmm. as well. Um, and it is a whole new world there. But if you put erotic or spicy or any of that into your hashtags, yeah. you also get quite a lot of people who send you half-naked photos. And and honestly, that's yeah. one of the massive bugbears is it, I post about it on my on, – I've, I've like, like Lilith, I've got more than one. Instagram feed and it's one of my recurring things on one of my Instagram feeds is that just because somebody writes or posts erotic content it's not a fucking open invitation for a guy to send a dick pic no yeah you know I'm I'm really sorry but but that is it's sexual abuse you know you're kind of sending an and you know an unwanted or an uninvited dick pic is sexual abuse and guys that do that should be fucking named and chained for it. There's no difference between a guy walking down the street flashing people from a dirty mat than somebody yeah. sending than mm. somebody sending a dick pic. I hate it. It's it's you know, I've seen some of the messages that Lilith gets from guys and honestly they just make me so angry because why the hell would you think that just because somebody posts, you know, an erotic story or whatever, that that means they're yeah. obviously easy and mm. and wanting to sex you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but mm. you know, there's that block button. Yeah, there's that block button. I mean, yeah. quite a lot, and it, yeah. it's quite nice. You yeah. Just say, oh yeah, block. Yeah, it's just the ones. That, I'm not gonna. It's the ones I'm, that don't get it. It's the ones that yeah, you send them a message back saying no and. Yeah they, you know, still don't get the idea. But, you know, it's just that I'm never, I'm not going to change. No, you know, I'm like, especially, no, I don't know, I guess now being a lot older, I kind of just go, you know what? I'm going to live the life I want to yeah, and do what I want. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to worry about what anyone thinks about me. If they don't like it, then, yeah. you know, it's 100%. tough. Yeah. Unfollow me or yeah. I'll block you if you're being a bit weird. Yeah. And that's fine, you know, and it's just one of those things. And this kind of doing this genre took me by surprise because I never expected Mm -hmm. it. I thought I was just going to write pure horror. That was it. I know I'm a massive fan of like Stephen King. And I thought, yeah, Yeah, you really are basic. Just for the record, Stephen King can't write Dark Tower. I hate that. But the series so good. <laughs> We've got a massive Stephen King lover here. No. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It was like I felt like because I and I was a massive into Lovecraft. I love Lovecraft yeah, yeah, yeah. and Edgar Allan Poe. And I just thought, oh, maybe I'll go down the either cosmic horror or gothic yeah. route. And yeah. I'll just write horror. And I started doing that, but it never felt right for me. I never felt I connected with it. And I'm not sure how it happened. I think I just had this one, like, I know exactly how it happened. We have a friend who, again, is an insane artist, um, Hannah Kate Makes. So everyone go and follow Hannah on Instagram. Her Instagram is Hannah Kate Makes. (laughs) And what a, you know, sort of like name-dropping whore. 
Um, <laughs> she, she painted. She painted a Krampus picture. Yes. Yes. And did. it spoke to Lilith, and mm-hmm. Lilith wrote a story yeah, based around right. the Krampus picture. Yeah, you are right. Yeah, and we now true. own that original Krampus painting, which we both absolutely love. Our, our home is is very eclectic, um, uh, but that that painting hangs in our living room, and it's what true. inspired your first. It was last Christmas. Erotic story. It was last I Christmas. I thought I would. You know what? I thought I'd do a, a little Christmas special short story for my followers mm-hmm. on Instagram. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to write an erotic Krampus story. It's quoted, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. It just happened. So I did it, mm-hmm. and I was really embarrassed about posting it. And actually, yeah. when I was writing it, I was like, oh, how can I write that? Oh, my <laughs> God, I did have that. <laughs> but I thought, no, I'm going to do it because it felt right, and I wanted to. So I did. And I, I did the story, and I posted it, and then I think it was even Christmas Day, I said. Yeah, I think it was. To all my followers, I've just posted this story. Go and read it. And then I closed it all down and went, I thought, <laughs> I'm going to go and get drunk for Christmas and then I'll see what happens. And the response I had from my followers was just amazing. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, wow. I didn't have anything negative. Everyone was really positive about it. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to keep doing this. And it lit a fire in you, didn't it? It, it did. It you. lit a fire in me and I enjoyed doing it. Mm-hmm. And I just continued. Then I just kind of just kept putting out um, flash fiction on my Instagram. Um, And I I kept it a little bit tame to start with. But as it progressed, I got a little bit more. And I felt like there's only so much you can put on Instagram. And I thought I was a bit worried about getting banned. (laughs) Like, how much can you actually say? Um, and it just kind of snowballed from there, but it was definitely Hannah Kate and her Krampus. It picture, was her Krampus painting, which it was. spoke to me. And I thought I need to write this story, and I'm going to have to publish that again for Christmas because that was just yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, yeah. And that's where it went from there. And I can't, I can't imagine writing anything else. I don't think I could just write straight horror. No, it always sneaks in, doesn't it? Yeah, I always have to have some kind of erotic, you know. And I, I've always loved vampires and the paranormal and that kind of thing. So I've always got that kind of vibe running through my stories. What yeah. I have at the moment, you know, who knows where it will go? But that kind, yeah. that that's kind of where I like that paranormal element Mm -hmm. and yeah, pushing the boundaries a little bit and just seeing where it goes. I mean, it's still new to me. I've only been right, right. Well, it was Christmas last year. Christmas last year. So yeah. So it's still, you know, very new to me and who knows what's going to happen, but. You wouldn't think it reading the stuff though. Oh my God. You've been doing it all a lie. He's so nice to me. (laughs) (laughs) What's he after? (laughs) <laughs> more wine <laughs> sorry i do apologize it's all right so are there any upcoming themes or special issues that readers should be looking out for yeah i guess we've got uh we're planning a christmas theme this yeah, year we are yeah we've got absolutely. To the christmas I mean, theme you know it goes back to the krampus thing is it's sort of like yeah, it, it feels right to do to a celebratory issue, I guess, that, that celebrates yeah, Lilith's so. first exploration into this genre, where it gives you a chance to republish that Krampus story and update it a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, hopefully 
other people will be inspired to write some Christmas themed erotica. That's always fun. It's always Christmas fun. theme is always yeah, fun. Absolutely, you know, you know. You can really go to town on Christmas. It's yeah. very fun. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Fantastic. we've got We've got that. And one of the things alongside the magazine, um, Lilith is doing a blog um, where she's publishing some of her own work on on her blog. Um, And we'll be doing part of the subscription to that blog will include um, a subscription to the magazine. And there will be a couple of issues a year that are purely and simply subscriber only issues so if if people subscribe to lily's blog there'll be a link on uh on all the websites when we uh from halloween when we go live with them um then they will also as well as all of lily's stories they'll get uh, a subscription to the main magazine and they'll get a couple of uh subscriber only issues every every year as well fantastic that's brilliant Well, thank you both for being on the show. It's been absolutely fantastic having you both here. Oh, thanks for having us. We've loved that. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, we really appreciate (laughs) it. Thanks so much.